Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone, wherever you're listening from. Welcome back to Sophie's Stories, the podcast bringing you original, handcrafted stories right into your earholes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to Friday's episode. I am super, super excited to bring this one to you today, and I hope you're looking forward to it too. So as you already know, our series story for Monday finished. So the finale is live. It's a full hour. It is the beautiful, burning finale, magical. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying now, but it is the fantastic finale of our story The Reigning Status. It's the end of August's journey so if you haven't listened to that or you need to catch up on the rest of the series you can find all of the episodes on Spotify, iTunes and Deezer so go and have a wee look if you need to catch up. But more to the point, welcome to our Friday short story. This is the story taking you all the way through the weekend. So as you know, if you have been listening, my Friday short story is any genre. So I'm very, very excited to bring you this week's short story, which is a fantasy. I love a good little garden magical fantasy so that's exactly what this story is. I'm super super excited to share it with you. It's a little bit different to the other short stories you've heard so I really really hope you enjoy it. If you would like to catch up or start one of my series stories which run on Monday and Wednesdays you can catch up with them wherever you get your podcast from. And now... I don't think there's any disclaimers and I don't think there's any trigger warnings. A little bit of violence, I'd say light violence. Seems legit. So um, yeah, Uh, if you are a returning listener, thank you so, so much and welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome to my little weird corner of the internet and digital media. Digital media sounds like I'm making you take a course. Anyway, um, much ado about nothing. Let's carry on to Friday's short story, which is called The Strange Garden. I really hope you enjoy. The Strange Garden The sun rose strong against the neck of the trees, bark burning and stifled against it. Stiff in front of the rolling winds, they judged from a quiet distance. Spores of fickle matter flitted through the breeze and tapped me shoulder to shoulder as I breathed. Birds chattered energetically amongst the morning that settled and found its way into existence. The sound filled the space between my ears and so did the momentum it brought. 
A beaten path folded the grass below, speckled with cotton-white daisies. Flattened, they were painted amongst the blades, and a coarse smell rumbled through the brush either side of me and pasted the insides of my nostrils irrevocably. Like fresh tobacco, sweet and appealing, it stuck to my senses. As I walked, my fingers tingled with the force of life. Tiny creatures rustled through twigs and sticks, bustling to disappear. The brightness of the morning cascaded through the branches and the green skin of the leaves. My toes began to feel stony, as though they were no longer attached to my limbs. Looking up through the forest, the silhouette of the imposing bystanders started to dance. As they floated and bent every second looking weaker, the pleasing smell of tobacco began to fade along with the light of the glorious dawn. My knees wobbled and the day around me dimmed slowly. As I fell down amongst the daisies, a soft, warm sensation crawled across my body. Cocooned in a deep sleep, my thoughts drifted away to a tiny speckle. On my arousal, I became aware of soft tapping against my cheeks. Petals, little petals, stroking me with gentle care brushing against the peach-like hair on my face. My eyes squeezed open and I strained to see amongst the darkness. I slowly sat up using my arms and stared right ahead of me. I was warm, my skin clammed over in the light steam surrounding me. Sticky and confused, I tilted my head towards a dark, glistening shape propped up against a wall in front of me. As I held my gaze, I could have sworn I saw or felt it tilt towards me in parallel. As it did, a small burst of cold air caressed my neck. The room was so silent, the air was sucked out when we stopped moving. We? Who were we? 
The distance between us seemed to shorten the longer we were still. A dull crackling sound materialized in the darkness, slowly crunching away. My body froze and it felt as though my muscles were slowly crystallizing. Stiff angst grew among my very cells. Out of nowhere, I stood up. Deciding that if I were to meet my maker today, he'd meet me standing up strong. The crackling sound continued steadily and the air was still moist and hot all around. I dared to step closer to the curious mass on the back wall. As I approached, I saw the shine of my porcelain skin glow back at me, reflected on the figure's surface. Now I could see its outline. At least seven foot tall, it towered over me. I tilted my head to look up at what I assumed was its face. Shadowed by the sheer mass of the creature, I noticed it stooped over to look back at me. As we stood, both encased in each other's gaze, I took a deep breath and with it came a strong, deep and sweet smell. Tobacco. I began to edge back slowly, worried that this would send me back to sleep like it did when I was walking earlier. As I edged further, I noticed that my reflection on the back arm, as it began to reach around my shoulder, the jagged surface pricked against my skin like sandpaper, but I suddenly felt at peace. As the creature held onto my torso, I stayed staring at the sparkling mass. As we stood together, safe in an unmoving embrace, I noticed a new smell. It was floral, bright, with a hint of newly cut grass. I could feel my eyes fascinated in my faceless accomplice. I could sense a sentiment that passed between us calmly. It was a sentiment of joy, at least from my point of view. As I continued to stare, I could see the reflections on his glassy surface changing. Suddenly, the creature was lit up with violet petals, golden wheat, and the froth of steamed milk. 
My mind was enlivened with memories of summer and laughter as I looked on in utter amazement. The grip on my shoulders loosened and the creature backed away quickly towards the wall behind it where it came from. I stood aglow with delight and slight confusion as to why it had left me so suddenly. As I waited for what I did not know, I heard footsteps pad towards me on the wet stone outside. A figure emerged from the archway to my right that I had not previously noticed. The man stood sturdy and unmoving in the space in the wall. The tobacco smell returned unmistakably and I looked over to my mirrored acquaintance. He was awash with stark brown tobacco tumbling over his surface along with a colour of deep blood red. I looked back over to the stranger who had joined us. He was staring at me intently. Hello, I offered, almost hoping not to receive a response. A few moments of quiet passed and I began to drip with sweat like a rain cloud. Precipitating, my worries reliably grew. Stacking up amongst my furled brow, they grew inside me. Hello, you, a gritty voice stated. Who are you? I wobbled. He smiled, a dark, knowing smile. Light flashed behind him and I saw the glint of a bald head pinch at my eyes as I caught the outline of a tall, stocky man. I tried to look behind him when the light passed but I missed any clues that might be useful as to the matter of my current location. Oh Lily, it pains me that you don't remember me at all. I recognise this accent. It was an old London twang that ran through my head with disturbing resonance. I reeled through memories of recent encounters. I sold bread in the village and I could remember most of my customers. I saw them daily after all. But who? Who did I know from London? I shut my eyes and tried to remember. As I searched, I heard a bunch of keys slice off 
each other inside his pocket as he shifted. The sound seemed to ping off of a memory from years ago. I was standing in the market very early on a weekday morning. It was reasonably quiet, as it usually was at that time. Bakers see every waking hour from time to time. At one of my neighbour's Betty's door one morning, a thick puff of tobacco smoke plumed from her threshold. Afterwards, a tall, sweaty man emerged, keys shaking in his pockets. He stared over to me amongst the dust and steady sunlight. He came to join me. We spoke, but I couldn't remember at this moment the content of that conversation. I remember the smell of his pipe was sickly sweet and repulsed me momentarily. I handed him a spare bunch of dried wheat that were sometimes used as decorations at the big house. And he left. I never set eyes upon the man again. I opened my eyes from a blink and looked towards him, hoping for further context to add to his statement. He unfortunately didn't elaborate. I looked down at myself, as we often do in company, and found that I was still wearing my work dress. I breathed in a half sigh of relief quietly. Well, even if you don't remember me, I know you, and I brought you here so that we could talk about Betty. Betty? Why on earth would he want to talk to me about Betty? We knew each other as children, but she works at the big house and my hours end up making us miss each other entirely. And anyway, why wouldn't he just talk to her? My mind suddenly became blackened with thoughts of why he couldn't talk to her. I didn't take that thought an inch further. Why? I demanded. You'll see. He suddenly launched towards me in a frenzy his face fixed on mine. When he reached me, his large, tough hands thumped against my ribcage and dropped me to the soft ground beneath him. He held me down, pinned into the soft foliage below. As I struggled, I began to realise that his gaze was fixated to the right, staring at my glowing friend 
now cowered and small against the edge of the walled room. He placed a firm palm against my face and turned my head to look alongside his. He pressed his temple against mine painfully, making me immobile under his immense weight, pinning me like a stone to the ground. The many facets of the gloomy figure I had met earlier illuminated once more. It was like my faceless acquaintance was watching this all unfold. All of a sudden, I could hear children laughing and I saw the most unlikely sight. It was Betty and I playing by a shimmering lake. I remembered this day. We had found a stray and we chased it down to the creek by my mother's house. With my face pressed into the soil, rage filled my body and mixed with the heat around us ferociously. The image of the pleasant memory along with the sounds of joy usurped from a precious place in my mind drained away slowly. The man's hand let go of my face and I looked at him in disgust, my brow now furrowed for a very different reason. What have you done? he threatened. If I were to meet my maker today, he'd meet me standing strong. I thrust all my might against his pathetic form and knocked him over onto his back. He looked up with slight surprise and I remembered, Baker's arms are strong. I looked down on him pitifully as I stepped towards his body. Then heard a crackling behind me but the burning rage seeping through my skull. Deadened and I reached into the pocket of my baking dress and removed a steel bench scraper. One of the local boys had made for my 16th birthday. It had had a home in this pocket for 10 years. And I was glad to learn it tenant still. I pulled it out and brandished it. Unsure what kind of horizontal wielding I'd have to engage in to actually wound the man with it. I became aware of a glow coming from behind me. It occurred to me that the loyalties of those present in this room were possibly not all towards me. I started towards the man. Who almost submitted from his feet in these few moments when a jagged limb rested upon my shoulder and turned me around slowly. My anger eased and I was confronted with an image I thought I would never experience again. A quiet, 
velvet voice said, He can't see or hear. Just wait and remember. The faceless, mirrored beast showed me to myself as a young child being put to bed by my mother. She kisses me on the forehead gently and tucks me into the sheets tightly. It was the last memory I had of her. Damn. I took my tearing eyes off of the dancing display showing upon the creature's body, weeping and determined. I found the faint light bleeding into the open archway to my right and ran. My bare toes sunk into the pillow-like moss underfoot until I reached the cobbled edge. I looked back at the creature, slightly cowered and head tilted. I could feel it looking back at me. Come on, I shouted, hearing soft thuds becoming louder until I felt his presence behind me. I grappled with a gravel ramp until I finally saw the daylight again, helped now and then by my stony friend. As we reached the opening, I scrambled out backwards to lend a hand back into the dark tunnel. A gentle embrace grasped my forearm and I pulled fully as the creature emerged into the sunlight, surrounded by flowers that swayed in the breeze and butterflies that flitted and swooped in a sea of endless warming green lawns and beautiful leaves. A million colours seemed to flow through the creature, almost as though I could see right through it and it created one giant canvas of colour. No longer black, but like the most impeccable diamond shining so brilliantly. My mouth was wide open, paralyzed by this display. I finally understood what my mother meant by catching flies with your mouth open. The diamond-like shape advanced towards me and I was turned back onto the path I had arrived on. I looked back and the creature had retreated, only able to see its outline now in the bright, shining sun. It had formed a round, solid boulder in the entrance to the tunnel. Thank you, I said gently. My words blew away in the wind, it seemed. I started back on the path, palms shaking, but basking in the gentle caress of the sun. As time passed and I neared the village, my head suddenly filled with the sound of children's laughter. 
It rang in my ears like a welcomed guest. About a month or so had passed when I was getting ready for bed one night in the mirror. In the black behind me, I thought I saw something move just outside the corner of my eye. I stopped for a moment. Everything was still. I resumed my routine and tumbled into my sheets with determined relief. As I drifted off and away into the abyss of peace, I inhaled the pleasing smell of petals. And as I inched closer to unconsciousness, a cold, glassy object brushed against my forehead sending me off gently to my sleep. And that is where we are leaving off for Friday's short story. That was The Strange Garden. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I really, really enjoyed telling you that one. If you have any questions or you'd just like to have a little chat about this week's episode, then please get in touch. You can send feedback on Spotify and you can also follow me on Instagram at sophies.stories. Now, if you would like to get involved in my series stories, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have just finished a series called The Reigning Status. It is about a cowgirl um, who's named August and that ran for eight parts and the last part is the finale episode which was released on Monday so you can go and catch up with that one. Um, I'm also still running my series story on Wednesday which is called The Turn which is a classic murder mystery so if you love murder mysteries then you can catch up on that series too and as with today's episode I release a short story every Friday to take you on through to the weekend. And all of the episodes I've mentioned, they're all available on Spotify, iTunes and Deezer. So I hope you all have a spectacular weekend. Live your very best life um, because you deserve it. And I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Look after yourself. Stay peaceful. Do, do all the good stuff. <laughs> and I hope you keep listening. And I'm going to leave you with it. Please remember to stay curious. <laughs> Bye.